Welcome to the Rising Tide Leadership Podcast, where each week we simplify the complexities of your leadership journey. Hey, everybody, and welcome to a special edition of the Rising Tide Leadership Podcast. Uh, Today, we are having a conversation with a champion, and I'm excited to be here in the hosting chair today. And I have with me a very special guest, Indiana Wesleyan University Women's volleyball head coach, Candace Motes. Candace, welcome. Thanks, Mo. It's good to be here. Awesome. Well, uh, for our audience out there, I have invited Candace uh, to join us today because not only is she a friend and a fellow coach, but Candace just took her volleyball team to the NAIA National Championships and she won the whole thing with her team. So congratulations, Candace, on that. What an incredible feat. Thanks. It was it was an awesome experience. Awesome. Well, um, you know, Candice, I talk to uh, many leaders, and I can tell you that every person has a different philosophy, and there's no two leadership philosophies uh, that are exactly the same. And what's fun about my job is I get to kind of go through that stuff with people. And, um, and all the leaders that I've been privileged to know over the years, I always learn something new. And Candice, actually, right before we got on and started um, uh, actually recording, you had mentioned to me a little bit about your understanding of your own philosophy over the years, and I can't wait to get into that. And so why I'm excited to have uh, Candace on the program today for our audience uh, who's listening is to take a, um, a, a look at the special drive and commitment um, to see what Candace and her team just did. And in this case, it's to win the NAIA national championship. And so, uh, Candace, as you and I discussed the other day, that's a very small list of, of coaches over the last 30, 40, 50, whatever years to be on that list of coaches to have won at least one uh, NAIA championship. And that's great. And so, Candace, you have humbly said that it's not about you and it's about the team. And I know you, uh, you believe that 100%. And I agree with you. And I appreciate your sentiment. Um, but I want to dive into what makes you tick and find out what uh, this season was all about and what led to this special success that you achieved. Because I believe it takes leadership to win national championships at any level with any team in any sport. And that's what I want to discuss today. Uh, but first, Candace, why don't you tell us um, and give my listeners a little bit of background information. Um, when did you start coaching? What made you want to be a coach? Um, how long you uh, have been in your current position uh, at Indiana Westland? So why don't you just take me through a little bit of that? Yeah, Mo, thanks. You know, everybody starts uh, as a young kid and tries to figure out what you want to do with your life uh, as far as just fun, right? And sports became that for our family. So I got into volleyball and it took me to an opportunity to go play at the University of Nebraska, Omaha. Um, It was a great experience. It taught me a lot. I think that's where I became knowledgeable as a coach in a sense, being a player around great coaches. But as I was there, I discovered the culture was not I wasn't thriving in that culture at all. And it was uh, becoming more of a heartache for me. So I left and went to a Christian university. There's where I found myself. I found fun. I found the joy of playing with others. And so when I transferred back 
back then you don't get an extra year, you know? So um, I had to play, <laughs> I had to actually assistant coach on a, on the team that I actually was still there with and found that I really enjoyed it, but it was an elementary ed major, Mo. So I was heading towards kids and that's what <laughs> I was going to do. Yeah. And I just say this, uh, God knows uh, where we're fitted best. And for me, uh, it was <laughs> not with little kids. I love kids, but not, it, it just wasn't what it ticked. I didn't have that tick to coach little kids or whatever. So I ended up yeah. helping out and they recommended me as the coach to take over as my college coach left that year and took a lot of time, but I, I took the plunge and I did it. And probably one of the oh. hardest things that I did coaching my peers, but most rewarding Mo, because you know, when God calls you to something and you even in fear go towards it, it, changes your life. And that's somewhat how I got into coaching. So I stayed in my own mater for 10 years. And then as I was kind of getting to the place where maybe I was, uh, you wouldn't call it bored, but maybe just getting to a place where you, you open doors. And I, I think somebody told me this, you know, when you got a gift from God, you want to try to open up every opportunity to enhance that gift. And so, for example, um, if I would have just stayed where I was, I wouldn't have opened the door to bigger opportunities that I feel like God was wanting me to open up. So I left and went to a higher level of coaching um, here in Indiana. And then I ended up at Indiana Westland after seven years at a previous university. So um, I've been at Indiana Westland for 22 years. And it's been uh, a real joy experience. There's been hardships, there's been growth, but it's it, overall, it's it's been a great experience for me. Wow, that's great. That's a that's a pretty long tenure at at one place. I think <clears throat> a lot of people would call um, even a twenty year, uh, a two decade um, long career an actual full career. And you've been just at this last um, stop. 422. So that's that's incredible for uh, those who are coaches out there. Um, it shows what happens when you have longevity in what you do and uh, really just, you know, putting your talents um, and your skills uh, to work. So uh, that's great. Um, well, Candice, uh, why don't you give us a little bit of background about this particular team and this season? Um, you know, how did you feel going into the season? Did you know that this was going to be um, the season, if if I put it that way, like, did you, did you know that from the beginning where you just like, this is the one? <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> you know, that answer, Mo, because <laughs> you're my neighbor in my <laughs> office. <laughs> um, That's right. No, I, I didn't, um, you know, and, and here's where there's lessons learned this year for me personally. Um, I think there was lessons learned from each individual, but for me personally, um, I did not have the trust that I think I, I needed in seeing this team for the potential that they had. I was still very critical with what I felt like skill set wise, major people in the game that were in key positions needed to 
be at higher level. And so, you know, if I, if I could do something different this year and approaching this season, um, I, in hindsight would have just given the opportunity to say, Hey, you know what? I do believe in this team and we're going to go as far as we can go. I was struggling with that. So I think trust was super important. Um, but despite that, uh, just the grind of continuing to have the vision of what it took to get to the highest level and going through that journey. And then, you know, with chasing little goals was kind of a key thing for us. Uh, there was little goals out there that were presented to us that we weren't even aware of. So for example, uh, there was a win record that was in front of us. And as we were continuing to go through our matches, we were starting to we were trying starting to chase that win record. There was little goals of winning the conference, getting getting an uh, a clean record in our conference. There was little goals, you know, all the way through that. Hey, let's win the conference season and let's win the the tournament. So, I think little things like that built confidence along the way, but. I still think, and this is something, again, I look back at, man, I wish I would have started to trust a little bit more that we could have done that. And that's what I'm going to change for this fall. I'm going to, I'm going to put full trust and that's surrendering my fear of, you know, thinking that something has to look a certain way for me to trust it. Wow. that That's great. Um, and so, uh, Candace had mentioned we are we are neighbors. We literally share a wall, our offices, <laughs> and whenever Candace needs me, she just literally bangs on the wall. She doesn't call; uh, she just Which bangs on the wall. The time. Until I... <laughs> and I just come over and I need Mo. <laughs> hey, and and you know when, when when a champion calls, you go. And so, uh, you know, and you're right, Candace. I've I've had the privilege of uh, being your neighbor and being a fellow coach and watching this season from the very beginning i'm talking about when we were there in the summer i remember when your team got back onto campus i had yeah. the privilege of actually um as the aquatics director um have your team in the pool and <laughs> uh just seeing them put in some work that they you they hadn't done before a lot of fun so um th there was a lot of uh, a lot of different things also um i'd like to tell our listeners candace was talking about little goals and um i can tell my listeners um, I don't know exactly what all those goals are, but I'll tell you this. I know that they hit all those goals. Why do I know that? Because Candace and her team went undefeated um, the whole season. They did not, they didn't lose. I mean, they, they won all of their, their matches. And so I kept on telling Candace, I said, Hey, you're doing great. And she'd always say, well, I, you know, this next one, Mo, this is, this is the, this is the tough game. This, this is, this, this could be it, you know? And, <laughs> it, it was just so fun just because she just kept rolling along and uh, the girls were doing great. And we were just cheering you guys on uh, you, you and your ladies. And it was a lot of fun. So um, th thanks for sharing that. And again, spoken like a true champion. If you noticed um, Candace just said, you know, she's already looking at making changes and after having, mm -hmm. you know, what I like to call the perfect season, uh, cause it's pretty close. Um, you know, are always making those those changes. And so, Candace, let me ask you this: Why this season? Um, you know, what what do you think contributed 
to this being the cha- the championship winning season? Well, you know, uh, over the years, Mo, um, you're always writing something down. And I know you're a big journaler, and I'm not. But my journal consists of writing down a sentence and going, okay, this is something I got to remember. <laughs> and one of the things that um, I felt like I needed to do different was I really needed to build a culture and spend more time in it because preseason, when you come in for preseason, you're grinding and you got two a days, you got this and that going on and you never, you talk about culture, but you never take the time. And I think that actions speak louder to this generation than any words. So Mm. I decided to go one practice a day, which on the court. And I think I was the only volleyball coach in the United States, maybe in the world that did one practice a day. Um, It was, it was scary. For me, um, I didn't know if we were going to be ready for that first big tournament because we go to a top 10 tournament every season. And I was I was scared about it. But I believed so much in the culture and showing them that I did believe in culture that I decided we're going to do one practice on the court, one practice off the court. And then we're going to spend time doing some things that are going to maximize off the court culture. And so we we had two hours on the court and we did strength and conditioning. So that, let's add another hour. So three hours of training a day and about six hours of culture building. And I also brought in a uh, mindset coach that really spiritual direction and also talked to us about low mindset, high mindset. We just really dove into that piece and made it part of what we were trying to do. I think that changed the mindset right away. Uh, Going to the Dominican Republic was a huge, huge piece. And I will always go on international trips, Mo, because I think the value of, first of all, being in another culture, the value of being uncomfortable the value of doing something together, serving, and really getting outside yourself really also added a great start to our season. And so as we went in, we we were really in a good place. And, you know, you everybody has to recruit great players. I mean, bottom line, it you got to have good people. I mean, if, if you have fast swimmers, Mo, you're going to win, you know, you got to, got to get, you got to get good athletes. I had good athletes and what happened with why we started the way we did is it, it created a, a poise to them that this is really important to us. And they just kind of became strong in this relationship that they had with each other it carried us all the way through, even to the championship match. We were, we were in the fifth set and we were tied at 10 and all the girls were like, we're, we're going to do this for each other. And so I think it all stemmed back to the very beginning when we decided that that was going to be what we were going to be about. Wow. 
Um, you mentioned right there um, what what I would consider an obstacle, uh, and they overcame that obstacle, obviously, um, in that that moment. Um, Candace, tell me um, about some of the other obstacles that your team faced this year, because no team gets to where they are uh, to be to win a championship without facing that kind of adversity. So, what were the obstacles? How did the the girls and how did you and your coaching staff handle that adversity? So, Mo, you know, I th- I don't think it's always just uh, players and their drama. <laughs> I think coaches, too, uh, can bring in sure. obstacles. And I already mentioned the trust piece. I think that there was always that piece of does coach really believe in us? Um, you know, I think as I, I was fighting through it myself, I think they were fighting through helping me believe that that was, that was part of the pieces. Um, we came in every season, you're going to have, uh, injuries. You had, I have 18 on my team. Uh, nine of them played, nine of them didn't. How do you handle, you know, it starts in the locker room first, right? By John Gordon, (laughs) his book Mm. that he wrote. Um, we, we talked a lot about that and establishing leadership because, we had a very talented group of, of eight to nine athletes on the team. And then we had a, a really good base um, to push us, but uh, they weren't, they weren't getting on the court as much. And so how do we keep that mindset in a positive direction? And I think that when we brought on our mindset coach, I think that was a big key thing that he leaned into helping our culture stay strong together and understanding your roles. And that was a positive thing. But then we ran into injuries, you know, um, injuries that you, you freak out about as a coach, because you're like, wait a minute, you know, (laughs) this is our best player, our all American (laughs) NEI national player of the year. She is being, I'm being told that she has to sit out for a couple matches because she's got this foot issue and I'm like, what? And so I think that, um, that also attacked a little bit of my trust issues that I think was being chiseled on all season. You know, these kids just showing me, Hey, you know, yeah, we're in a mess right now. We're down quite a bit in a set, but we're not giving up and we're not freaking out. So relax. <laughs> and yeah. they, they really did. When I say, Mo, that it was about the players, I think the players really were strong and mature in a lot of the adversities that were coming. Um, I, I, there were many moments in games that we really weren't playing well at all and mostly away matches. And, you know, it's hard when you're playing 38 matches to be up every single time and you know that you're going to be a target. The more wins you get, the more people are after you. And I think the pressure on them, and they're all in the medical field with their academics. And so just everything they carried to just keep their poise and to stay strong, I think it was just because they were grounded in the Lord and they were grounded in, you know, mm. God first and others second. You know, I, I picked the mm. I am third mentality from Coach Tonegal. We really did live that out. 
it it was God first, wow. other second, and then they were third in that process. And so the adversity of just really realizing that there's pressure all around us. And even though we were winning 3-0 and everybody's looking at us like, oh, what a great season. How fun is that? It wasn't <laughs> just a piece of cake because, you know, the more pressure you got, the more adversity. And, and there were times, I remember one time, Mo, this changed my thinking is that, you know, we were always evaluating, oh, even though we won 3-0 or we won 3-1 or whatever, we would be like, as coaches, like, oh, that was just horrible performance, da 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 And we'd go, in the, <laughs> we'd go in the locker room and they'd be all like, yeah, you know, we won or whatever. And we'd be like, yeah, okay, good, congratulations, you know, you won. But, hey, this, this, and this. And right. I remember one match. We won three to one. And it was probably the most difficult performance I think that we saw all season and the girls are all running in the locker room and they're sitting in there and they know they're not stupid. They know that it was not the best, <laughs> but we got out yeah. of there and we won. And right. I remember walking because my assistant coach and I think very much alike. We're very, we're very intense and we, you know, are driven and grind and we want perfection and all those things. And I remember walking towards the locker room and, I, I turned to Dan and I said, Dan, we're going to go in there. We're going to grab water bottles. We're going to squirt water all over them. And we're going to jump around and celebrate. Well, Dan's like, I'm mm. not jumping around celebrating, but I'll be happy for <laughs> I'll be happy. I came in and we yeah. just clapped and squirted water on them. And we saw a change in their faces. Like, you know, we knew how bad it was, too. And you guys, I'm sure, felt the same. But you're now starting to right. see that, hey, not every performance is going to be perfect and that it was okay. So that really, Absolutely. Th that changed the course for us a little bit. Wow. Yeah, that's great. And, and Candice, what, what was the final um, uh, record for you um, in this season? Yeah, we were 38 and 0. Mo, <laughs> thirty-eight and zero. Yeah. Uh, wow. wow. I I still. It. I, I. How did that happen? I don't know. You know, <laughs> it it just did, and it it's still surreal yeah. to me. Yeah. Well, uh, we we all watched it, um, and uh, <laughs> we were we we were right there with you. So that's that's exciting. Um, Candice, you know, uh, this being uh, a leadership podcast, I'm always and my listeners are always interested to know what has influenced um, my guests in their their journey. And so why don't you tell us someone who has really influenced your leadership and how they've done that? You know, I, I would say, Mo, after 38 years of coaching, which is, you know, I'm old, Mo. Um, <laughs> 38 years of doing this, you're, it's hard to say, oh, this one person or this person, you know. Um, I think in stages when you're first starting out, 
you you start to pay attention more to coaches that maybe are successful. I was always chasing successful coaches uh, because that was more my mindset as a young coach. I was like, oh, who's winning? Who's who's doing this and that? Who's doing it in slightly a way that I would like to be doing it, but I want to win, you know? And uh, I remember uh, targeting <laughs> in and leading into Debbie Brown from Notre Dame. She was a Christian and she, I would go to her practices and watch her. And I just, I, she just had a sense about her that she was a winner. She was playing at the coaching at the highest level, but was also uh, loving the Lord, loving her players, but doing it in a way that, you know, I modeled. And right. as you go along, you find people that maybe are doing it in ways that you just pay attention to them. John Dunning was another one from Stanford who I just really, he, he was a math teacher and decided to go and, and helped out with coaching volleyball and then became this incredible coach at Stanford and won championship national championships. But wow. I think, I think Mo, that the person that I really want to talk about, and you're going to, you're going to kind of laugh about this, but as you get older, you start to have different, a different mindset. And that is that how much longer should I keep going? Am I relevant? Um, Those are things that haunt me sometimes, you know, am I able to connect with this generation? Um, How do I keep grinding when I'm, I'm getting more tired? recruiting isn't as easy anymore. You know, I don't really want to go out every weekend. And it's just, and, and with your low staff that you have, you just, you kind of get to a place where you're just like, uh, and I think the person that (laughs) is really spurring me on right now is, uh, Ruth Nelson. She has done this thing for years and years and her creative mind and her inspiration um she backs if she if she finds somebody she wants to back uh oh get on your horse and get ready to ride because she (laughs) she comes yeah and she's an olympian coach but she has thinks very creatively out of the box she finds ways to keep inspiring others and she i just listened to a podcast she did yesterday mo last night she worked on this for a month. She brought on from very beginning 64 Olympic women's volleyball players all the way to present and all these these pioneers that have wow. have tri- have pioneered and and shown the way to what volleyball is today, which is a power sport today and the stories that they were walking through and and the just the grind that they had to to just even show that they mattered and the high levels that they had to face you know it was incredible so I would say Ruth Nelson currently is somebody that has really helped me um and is a great mentor for me and has has really shown me that stay in it till you you don't have a passion anymore, but don't leave because you you're believing lies that tell you that you should be done and do something different. Well, that's a, 
Yeah, that's uh, that's some good advice um, that I think we all <laughs> I think we all we all need to hear. So I appreciate you sharing that, and I've had a little bit of interaction with Ruth through you um, and seeing her work with your team, and um, I can't say enough good stuff about her. And uh, we'll make sure to put um, a link to her bio in in our show notes as well. So thank you for for sharing that. Um, and so I have uh, uh, one more question. Um, before uh, I, I move to our final thoughts, and it's this um, again uh, in leadership, Kenneth. You know, me and my leaders, uh, my leaders and I, we're always looking um, how to get better. And so, what would you say is one book that every leader should read? Wow, there's there's a lot of books out there that um, I'm sure a <laughs> lot of people have read. Um, and, you know, recently, a book that I've read is, um, it, it starts with why by Simon Sinek. Uh, he, he kind of hit a key thing for me in my period of life right now. And that is that you really find out why you're doing this. What is motivating you? Why did you even start in this? Even if it was just that you fell into it, in my case, I fell into coaching. I was going to be an elementary ed teacher, but why did I go this direction, Mo? And why, what, what is my why right now is mm. spurring me on to go back to my center and find out this is why I'm doing what I'm doing right now. And I'm going to lean into that. I'm going to trust the Lord. I'm going to really ask him to continue to show me this is why I'm keeping you in this. This is why I don't want you to go in a different direction right now. I've called you to this and I'm going to keep you in this and I'm going to empower you to do the work that I want you to do until it's time for, for you to go in a different direction and do something else that I have for you. So that book has been really inspirational for me um, in maybe the last couple of years. Wow. Yeah, that's a great book. It's uh, Start With Why by Simon Sinek. And we'll, yeah. again, we'll put that in our show notes. Thank you, Candice, for sharing that. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, Candice, when we get to the end of the Rising Tide Leadership Podcast, um, we always end with Mo's final thoughts. But today, <laughs> do you have any final thoughts of wisdom and encouragement for our listeners? Mo, I'm just going to say, if if this is about leadership and about uh, maybe lots of coaches that are out there possibly listening, whether you just start or you're at the end too and you're trying to figure out how to keep going, I think the thing that I want to share is don't be don't be afraid to change your thoughts. Don't be afraid. First of all, for young coaches, don't try to be anybody else that that you think you should be because there's been traps where I've like, Oh, I got to be like this coach. I've got a coach like this person. <laughs> and, and it shows me that yeah. that's not who I am. I have to be who I am and I have to be who God created me to do. And I have to be the person that he wants me to be influencing in the moment that I'm in. But then as you continue to go, continue to stay grounded in I can change and I can make changes, even though I've done this for 38 years. I'm going into next year with two major big changes in my coaching style. 
um, first of all, bringing trust mm. in it right away and not panicking that it has to look a certain way. It's going to look different and I'm going to be okay with that, you know, and then just really giving myself the opportunity to say that, hey, I'm going to play more people because I see the value now that you got to keep the culture strong and you got to keep it strong all the way to the, the very, very bottom kid on your team. You got to help them see too that they have matter and that they have value. And those are things that I haven't really leaned into very much. So those are my final thoughts, Mo, that I would suggest if you're coaching. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks for uh, sharing that, Candice. Well, that's going to wrap it up for us today. And again, uh, sitting uh, here with me today, we've had on our show um, is Indiana Wesleyan University women's volleyball head coach uh, and Na uh, NAIA national champion, 38-0 um, and 0, uh, head coach, uh, Candice Motes. Candice, thanks so much for coming on. Thanks so much for uh, being such a wonderful colleague and teaching me uh, stuff every day for being my neighbor uh, <laughs> next to my office and all the fun and the laughs that we have every day. I uh, wouldn't have it any other way. And I'm so glad that uh, we have gotten to know each other. And uh, I mean, I'm excited that, um, you know, not only your players get to learn from you, but um, we also get to learn uh, from you as well. And um, what you've done is not is no small feat. And I know you are very humble and you continually just, you know, push push the accolades off to other people. Uh, but I want to say congratulations uh, for a job well done, for inspiring all of us and for inspiring my listeners today. So thanks so much, Candace. Thank you, Mo. Um, I'm glad you're my neighbor, Mo, because you're keeping me going too. <laughs> and I appreciate everything you're doing for me. You're an awesome friend. Awesome. Well, hey, everybody, we will see you next time. Tune in again to the Rising Tide Leadership Podcast. We'll uh, talk to you then. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Rising Tide Leadership Podcast. Highlights and resource links are available for you in the show notes. We hope that you will join us next time as we continue on the leadership journey. Don't forget to like and subscribe so you don't miss out and share with others so they don't miss out. See you next time.